And we're live. How are we doing? This is the podcast. This is episode 17? 18. 18. 18. 18. Okay. Um, we got we got a lot of good stuff. We're going to get right to it. Tony, Steve, how are we doing? All right. Glad uh, his uh, technical difficulties have been sorted. Yeah, sorry. We're sorry for the delay. Um, our... Uh, one of our thirds uh, had a little little computer computer issue. He um, he actually ate some of the keys accidentally. I feel I feel, when I picture you working on it, I just picture like the Cookie Monster, like just like <laughs> just like throwing stuff in his mouth, like ah, I'm working on computer. Um, that's how I see you. That's me. But, yeah, he's talking about me. Of course. We're good now, though. We're good now. We got we got video. We got everything. So it's just like you know, my fa- my my extended family would say. I swear, Anthony, you're going to be late for your own effing funeral. <laughs> that sort of thing. That's how they talk. I've never heard anyone say that to you. I'm just kidding. I don't have any family. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. I got family. I'm just kidding. Um, just kidding. Right off the top, speaking of, we take family very seriously here at the podcast, so we would like to uh, we'd like to shout out to tonight's sponsor, uh, our the Turtle Room, large, the Turtle Room family, can we call them? GardenStateTortoise.com. Uh, member, he's like a cousin of the Turtle Room family. Is that 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 he's website? He's a pool cousin. Right, yeah. exactly. Older cousin, lends you a cigarette, you know that mm. kind of thing. <laughs> Got you. Uh, so check it out, GardenStateTortoise.com. Uh, he does uh, great things over there. How is that website? I don't think I've ever been on it. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, we don't have to. We don't. We're, we're people are going to go because we're telling them to go. So we yeah. don't have to be like too complimentary if it's not that good. Is it good? Oh no, it's 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 solid. Okay, solid. beautiful. All right. Well, we'll I'll maybe check it out too. Steve knows what he's talking about with websites too. I mean, for me, I think the content's good, but stylistically, yeah. the design Steve could talk about. So we both think it's good on two different levels. Pretty important tractor beam. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely get a lot of nice pictures. He's got his stuff up there, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Check out Garden State Tortoise. He's got all, lots of great turtles and tortoises. Great place to get good quality animals for reasonable prices. Yeah. Um, we also wanted to, real quick, um, we wanted to point out the, uh, the T-shirts that um, both Anthony and Steve are wearing, part of our new line. Um, they're pretty. I think they're pretty sweet. So your tone, yours is the black and the and and the aqua. Is that? Uh, same same. Uh, yeah, his is the it's normal the uh, logo color. Gotcha. Green turtle teal circle, and then mine is the teal shirt. So we've got white turtle green circle. Nice. So there's just many. Uh, one, two of the many options. Um, I, I feel like got... I, should, I should talk. I should talk. So mine blows up in this in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, then go give your pitch. Tell us. So when you put that shirt on today, how did it feel? How's the cotton? Listen, all right. I'm gonna tell everyone something. Okay. All right. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell everyone something. I'm a large American. Okay. I've been known to take down. Or there's this place called Weathersfield Pizza here in Connecticut, and three people have ever <laughs> have ever finished their their uh, full chicken cutlet grinder. <laughs> One guy and me twice. So, that's the, so I'm a big human. Okay, I'm 6'8", about 300 pounds right now. I just lost 45 pounds to be 300 pounds. So anyway. Look good, by this, the way. So what I want to say is clothes don't fit me, okay? But this is this is 2XLT. It is the best fitting shirt I've ever had in my entire life. It's lovely. Okay. Lovely. So if, if we have any large, any other large Americans listening or uh, interested, 
that, that, that shirt's for you. That would be a special order for the next time we order them if you need a size that big, though. However, we've got, we've got the teal, Sorry. the black, and the ash gray in medium, large, extra large, and 2X, just not the tall version of the 2X. Okay. So any regular people that don't have to deal with the things that uh, Anthony and myself have to deal with, um, those shirts that are for you, not the neck, the regular ones. We also What's, have the, What's the thread count? That I don't... It's combed cotton. That I do know, so it's really Ooh. soft. Okay. Six, 600. 600, I'd say. Strong. Strong <laughs> to quite strong. Round six? Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Strong to quite strong. You can uh, find them at theturtleroom.com slash shop, and they're right up top. In fact, uh, until midnight, we're running this, uh, a special. You can use the coupon code PONCAST18 to get 10% off T-shirts. So... First 10 people who want to buy a shirt before midnight tonight can get 10% off their shirts. Podcast 18. Listen, guys, throw away all of your wife's credit cards and use yours to go on and make this happen. This is this will be the this is the buy of a lifetime. You know, you 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 feel like you want to get out every any occasion this shirt works. You can wear it under your tux, which I plan on doing at my wedding. You can wear it in the on the beach, like it's like be like turtles live. You know, it's a it's it's relative to any outdoor situation. The um, white one would be great for that. The white one would exactly protect the and sun, reflects the sun. Yeah, exactly. Harmful UV rays. They you know every shirt doesn't protect you from that, but we got you. Turtleroom.com slash backslash shop. Um, I think I nailed it. <clears throat> and it's on stretch pay for three easy payments. <laughs> yeah, how much are they? Or do we not uh, want to say that? Eighteen dollars a piece. Uh, so ten okay. percent off. You, they're uh, just over sixteen dollars. Okay, that's a good $16. deal for an everyday shirt. It is. Yeah. Sixteen twenty. <laughs> that's right. Um. So check check that out. Uh, do we have any other any other business issues up up top here, Steve? No, I think that's think that's it. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get right into. We have a, there's a couple of articles that we want to talk about uh, that we that we've seen. I feel like it's been a long time. It has been the standard month, uh, but I feel like there's been a lot to cover um, in this last month. So right off the top, I just want to talk about um, the. Uh, there's an article in the New York Times uh, about the Yangtze giant soft shell turtles. Um, if we can we can bring that up, Steve. So oh, there it is, right there. Um, they had so as many people, I'm sure most of you that are listening know this, but um, there's only roughly three of these animals left uh, in captivity in the wild. We're not 100% sure, and that's what the article uh, was, you know, legit to believe. But they found out why they've been trying to breed these two animals for 20, 30 years, something like that, for a very long time, and they found out. They went in and found out that the male has an issue with his. Uh, with his turtle do hickey, uh, something happened that broke it. So that's why they haven't been able to have fertile eggs for a very long time. Uh, so they moved right into artificial insemination. They found out that the turtle sperm was good. They inseminated um, the, the the female, and they're waiting to see what she's going to do if she's going to lay any fertile eggs. It's been a really long time that she they've been working mm. on this. Um, but she produces. She's been producing eggs for years. Right, just not fertile. That's a yeah, good sign. Yeah, six years right. of un- infertile eggs. Right. I and mean, you you can, to, the you first can, years, it says she laid 
uh, about 180, 180 eggs yeah. the first time, it, first summer, and they were all infertile. So right. infertile. Yeah. It's a lot of lot of omelets. It, it's all. It's very nice. Um, very nice to have some some New York Times shoutouts to uh, the TSA. We get TSA gets quoted in there, and the head of the TSA. A couple of interesting. It's not just. I feel like we don't get enough enough of these articles. So thank you, New York Times. Yes, this turtle's penis was mangled. I've been waiting to read that on air for my whole life. Um, <laughs> just a really, just a really uh, interesting story. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully that 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 works. They said that it's kind of they don't have any any background on it, so they just kind of went for it, and um, and are going to have to, you know, troubleshoot as as it comes out. But hopefully, they get some, you know, they get some good eggs out of that. Uh, is it too? They, they were. They said that so that they had no of like two or three um, live in the wild specimens that are in Vietnam. No. And the Vietnamese government won't let them touch them. No, just four one. known specimens remaining. Four, so three they that they that they can't. They, they said, said that there may be. It says at the end of that they think there may be more in Vietnam than just there's one that oh, we okay. know of in the middle of Hanoi, and there may be more in the wild, but we don't know because Vietnam is being cooperative or whatever, something like that. Yeah. So. That'd be an inter- I don't know. That's just an interesting point to see how that how that plays out. That's one of the, you know, as close to megafauna as we have. That's the biggest, you know, the biggest thing in any river's biggest, uh, the biggest uh, freshwater turtle. Correct. Uh, uh, no, I think the alligator sure. snapper's bigger. No, it's not. No, it's this not? one's. No, this one gets up to like four hundred pounds, and alligator snapper only like two hundred. Okay. But the, there are some, there might be some soft shells that could can rival this, but um, okay. Well, I'm not sure still, one way or the other. I mean, it's just we've talked about this recently. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. The you know how, you know, could there be these large things that we don't know? And it's just an interesting, you know, they think that there may be a few more. Um, <laughs> it's crazy if you the, the history behind it is too. Just just check out the article. The history of when how they got there, where you know where the specimens are from. I think is really cool. Um, Tony, you want to talk about, or just you know, give a, a quick overview of the, your article? Sure. So um, basically, I, it wasn't huge news, but um, Vulcan Wolf, the um, the highest peak in the Galapagos, and which is a, a obviously a volcano because the the Galapagos are volcanic islands, erupted on Tuesday last week. I think Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Whatever it was last week, it was within the past week, and um, it, no one really said anything about it. But um, Vulcan Wolf has a a population, uh, its own um, Galapagos species um, subspecies uh, tortoise, and it also has the rare la- uh, pink land iguana, which is really rare, which is only right there. They're awesome looking, like they're like they are cool looking. Coolest. They're one of the coolest herps you'll ever see, and it's only right there. But um, it looks like if there was an iguana in a coloring book, and a kid got to it, didn't know what to do, and just kind of made it made it his own. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like, or an iguana with some kind of skin issue. Yeah, <laughs> and the Healing. skin issue be, being it was it has a lot of aunties that like to play, make dress up with it. Right, right, aunties. Or maybe it's like two days into recovery from sun poisoning and all that. <laughs> but anyway, it's a really cool species, really rare species. The Vulcan wolf, Galapagos tortoise, is actually the Galapagos tortoise species that you'll see if you go to the Bronx Zoo. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, or subspecies. 
And um, the good news is that both of those rare species were um, on the other side of the lava flow. So it flowed down, they were on the south, let's say, and it flew, flowed down the north. So it was on the other side of the of the volcano, which is which is really good news. But um, the article that I found touched on that pink land iguana, but didn't touch on the Galapagos tortoise. Um, so, okay. Anyway. I mean, I thought that I think that's pretty cool. What what is the what kind of effect is that going to have? I mean, obviously they're they've been living on a volcano for years, you know, for millions of years. So you think that that's going to be? Is it like how dangerous is it for them? I think that I I think that things can probably bounce back pretty quickly, but um, basically any habitat that that happens on is just it will be uninhabitable for um, a long time. Right. It takes a long time before that volcanic rock breaks down and, and now a long time is the scientific measurement, correct? A very for, long time. They will be uninhabitable for one long time. Well. Actually, the, what's interesting about the Galapagos Islands is that the older the island, the more um, the more advanced they are. Like right. obviously, and I know that's like a yogiism, but um, some of the newer islands don't have as much wildlife, don't have as much um, flora because because they just came up from the sea. Technically, there hasn't been as much time for right. things to kind of take hold. Right. So it, it does take a lot of time. And, I mean, if the lava decided to flow a different way, I don't know if volcanoes can just decide to flow a certain way or if scientists already knew which way it would flow if it ever erupted. But um, it, w it could be obviously very devastating. So. so they're only on their whole populations of the pink and the Galapagos, uh, the pink iguana and the Galapagos subspecies there is only on one portion of the mountain? Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's why it's the Vulcan wolf uh, tortoise. You didn't do any. You didn't do any uh, Wikipedia of the name of Vulcan wolf. Why is it called Vulcan wolf? Because that's obviously the coolest place name on earth. Oh, I don't know. It's on the biggest uh, well, island. Vulcan too. It's on is, Vulcan, Vulcan is volcano. Is word for volcano. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, it's it's on the uh, it's on the biggest island in the Galapagos, Isabella, which is the one that's shaped like a seahorse. Right. Ah, right, here we go. The volcano was named after Theodore Wolf, a German geologist who studied oh. the Galapagos Islands in the 1800s. Yeah, I read I read that the other day when you sent me the article, and I forgot about it. Sounds Very like cool. a nerd. I I feel like we listen. That's actually something I'm I'm I want to pick up our step up our game on. I want to profile some history, like old guys like that, like the OGs of this geologists that were you know back. He's not really directly related, but that's something. Come, hey, coming your way soon. Um, one more. We want to do one more article, or we want to get into it, and then if we have time at the end, we can go over another article. Yeah, let's get into the let's get in the big topic. Okay, you're 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 excited for this. I know you are. I'm pumped up. This is a conversation I love to have. <laughs> of course you do. Um, so we wanted to kind of talk about some things. I don't, do you want to present it? I feel like I, I I want you to present it. I feel like you have this is your no. No. No, it's yours because we want to do this as a tribute to. Do you recall? Um, Maya Angelou, the late Maya Angelou. No, we want to we want to do it as a tribute. Yeah, a kind of a kind of a tribute to the uh, you know the great David Letterman, who is 
What I don't even I'm I'm embarrassed, but like what when is, is he done already or is it is it coming? Yeah, he's, he is done. That's what I thought. Okay, I've been I've been wedding planning. I'm not really concentrating on the entertainment industry right now. <laughs> um, so we we're gonna do just a, a simple top ten list. These are the top ten uh the top ten things that we see wrong with posts on. Turtle classified websites. Is that is that correct? Is that is that right? Actually, a lot of it can go across the board, just to reptiles in general, which I thought is pretty cool about this topic because so many of our topics are so turtle heavy. And I'm right. sure if we give specifics, yeah, a lot of ours yeah. will be I was turtle specific, but you know, right. I was calling it the top ten classified blunders that make us all look bad. Yeah, that's yeah. I. Why didn't you just say that? Because you were talking. <laughs> I should have shut up. You're 100% right. Okay. Just so everyone knows, John is the host. I want everyone to know that. Yeah. If, no, if I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm ready to host. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying it's, you know, whatever. Don't talk about it, be about it. All right, I'm, I'm being about it. So the top ten turtle blunders that make us all look bad. So, I thought you would do it in David Letterman's voice. I can't do a Letterman, so I'm not going to even try it. It's, it's a <clears throat> oh, you uh, the top ten. I'll try. Maybe I'll try to read them like that. I, that'll be hard. But all right, <clears throat> number ten. <laughs> I've had them for X months, and they're doing great. Right, right. So one of the all-time classic blunders. Right, which this is. I mean, we got right to an embarrassing one. So this is a blunder. <laughs> this is a blunder. Why? Why is this a blunder? <laughs> You're such a jerk. I was just swear at you. <laughs> oh, this is why it's number ten. Okay, they get stronger as you go on. Okay. Okay. But this one is self-explanatory, which is why again it was number ten. So we can skip right by. I don't think by. this but is self-explanatory. That's why I'm saying people will. <laughs> x months. Will I had it for x months. Like x number of months. Right, like, like whatever. I had them for three months. They're doing great. Like, no, you didn't have them for that long. Don't act like three months is a long time to have them. Nobody's right. impressed. Can't, you can't know if they're doing great in three months. Right. They have underlying yeah. issues. It makes, it makes people look <laughs> flighty too. You know Sorry. what I mean? It makes it. Some folks recommend like a quarantine period of three months. Right. 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 See? No, it does. It, 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 it people, you're right. It makes people look flighty and. I don't think that like responsible is uh, is it often used to describe pe people who own a lot of turtles, so that really does hurt us. <laughs> that's I mean it's that's true, one of John. the big things it's I true, know. John. The majority of us are not responsible. That's so true. that may be the one that makes us look the most bad. Like that's not that's actually so I eat my own words. It's not a bad one. Um, makes Thank us look you. flighty. Not in it for the long haul was your <laughs> other was your other <laughs> quote. So we, we went over this before already, so we have some ideas, and that, that was Tony's direct quote. He wanted to make sure not in for the long haul. He wants to know, us turtle keepers are going to keep on trucking, okay? I'm just wow. saying not all of us get something and then sell it right away. Right. Some of us, you know? All right. Just... Now, this number nine is a issue that extends way over just Reptiles also to uh, to human beings in a lot of times. Uh, number nine, biggest pet peeve is don't know anything about the parents, especially <laughs> when hatchlings. Especially right. So that basically means that if you don't know anything about the parents, that you were out digging up a 
path to for your dirt bike, and then you found a turtle nest, egg nest, and took it out, and are now they were able to hatch them, and you're selling them. So it makes you just look, it makes you look shady. Is that no. is that the? Yeah, it's kind of an extension of last one too. It shows that you like just got something, and now right. you're selling it again. And a lot of these can be red flags for new people who are just getting animals for the first time. Or, I mean, really, it's just, this is just going to be a venting session, so hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Basically. So, and the, the first two, those are, now, there's a basic issue that I kind of wanted to, to mention. I'm glad that you said that, that we're, this is a kind of a venting for us. We also, though, as a community, I want to say, do we, are we too particular about these things? So these are things to think about while we're, you know, while we're going over this list. I'm gonna. The first two I think were valid. I'm gonna continue. I, I'm gonna kind of make my opposite point. So I'm not sure if Tony and Steve uh, will totally agree with me, but I don't know if all these are valid or really, or we're just kind of being, you know, we're just kind of being d bags about the whole thing. Maybe we need to be a little <laughs> more inclusive. Maybe we need to be okay with people make mistakes. I mean, you guys are human too. You know, we all we all make them. Uh, but so I, I, the th the first two I think were important. So. Moving on to number eight. All right, anyway, we're done with number nine. Any, any other? Yeah. I will just say about the inclusive thing, yeah. inclusivity, is that a word? Because yeah. basically this is our venting session because we won't do this openly right. on the classifieds, things like that, because we're not going to get into a bantering match. And well, it's venting, and we're, we're trying to also we're trying to give pointers in a, in a you know, maybe not in the most <laughs> constructive way, we're, but, I mean, we're trying to give... Uh, you know the perspective of things that can be, uh, you know, whatever can can be unfortunate. What's more constructive than your friends making fun of you? Am I right? right. Well, and right, exactly. So that you're, you're. That's a very good point. I mean, for me, nothing. Um, so number eight, reptile. Ro replies. Replies. <laughs> Hijacking reptiles, yes. Oh. Reptiles are number eight. Reptiles, most annoying thing. The reptile on the classified. Most annoying thing about reptiles. Um, so hi I don't understand this one. Hijacking sales posts with whatever personal agendas, agenda items you have to complain about. Um, listen. Yeah, we've seen no, this. Listen. I'm gonna. I'm telling you right now, you guys are being twats. That is not valid. It is valid. Okay, it why is it valid? Because. Every, this is why it's only number eight, okay? It's not that important, but it's just, it's something that was put in there that was ranked high because it's not that important, but it's on the list. Mm -hmm. Steve knows what I'm talking about. This stuff happens, and you'll have five pages worth of nonsense when someone's just trying to sell something. And then most of the time it's unfounded, and people are just talking smack yeah. without actually knowing what they're talking about, and then just messing the whole thing up so that somebody can't actually make their transaction. You know what I mean? The whole point of a classified post is to sell an animal. If you want to have a discussion about an unrelated topic, that's what we call a forum, where you make your own post that isn't the classified. <laughs> wow. It is It is 100% impossible to keep your own you know, baloney in your head out of every interaction that you have with every human being. <laughs> you can't, you just can't have one without it doing that. So that's why I'm saying I'm making the final call here an invalid, an invalid point. Moving on. Fair enough. Number 
Number seven, Breeder Direct. So this is when... Oh. This yeah. is a good one. Here's a good one. This is when... I like this one. Um, they, they will... Do you want me to tell you what it is? So you don't have to read it? I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah. Go. All right, so Take over. There's a place... All right, I'm not trying to call anyone out, so I'm not saying any names. But call them, call them out. Listen, we're not, we're not here to make friends. We're here to, we're here to take names. There's a place, there's a place on Fauna that, that's, that routinely sells animals. And if, they, if they're selling eight animals, then seven of them are like the really routine, like, like very common imports. So they'll have like six-inch redfoots and five-inch Russian tortoises and stuff, and stuff of that nature. Or like five-inch readier sliders. And, and every time it says breeder direct. Buy, buy straight from the breeder. Like, no. You're not the breeder. All you carry are the things that get imported and or taken from the turtle farms. You're a liar. And you, I'm hoping you're not looking at me thinking, how do, how do you know that? You just know. Steve will vouch for me. When you stare at turtle farms... It's a gut farms, feeling. No, it's nobody not a gut who, feeling. Nobody who raises redfoots, or Russians for that matter, for the few people that are captive breeding Russians, nobody sits and raises them till they're five, six inches long and then sells them. That's a heck of because an investment. The babies are if you're buying them anyway. directly from the breeder, you're going to be buying buying a hatchling. If you're not buying direct from the breeder, it's because it's not a hatchling. And you're not a breeder. I'm bringing the gavel down. Valid point. Valid point, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> three, three to one. That's three good. to one. Three to one. Three yeah, three to one. Breeder um, direct. Breeder direct. Yeah, no, and that's that's a good that that's good. And you can't you can't lie about that. If you, you know, I mean, that's one of the main. You have to husbandry is unfortunately related to the past generations in every situation. So <laughs> the breeding matters, and that's why number ten matters too. Or no, I'm sorry, number nine, because you have to. You know, if you're going to be selling, it's a good idea to have some. Or at least pretend you know something about the parents. Make it up. Most people aren't going to know the difference anyway. So <laughs> I would have more. I'd have much more respect for it if you made it up and had a good story. Um, number six. Asking questions that can be Googled, in parentheses, right in front of everyone, unparentheses. <laughs> My uh, the nerve, uh, the nerve. Uh, Defend yourself, Tony. Well, I- I'm going to interject here. One of our one of our good um, one of, one of, one of a friend of the turtle room, I guess, um, Paul Vandershaw, who Anthony and I have both uh, you know communicated with in the past, has an acronym he likes to use here. JFGI, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know clean it up just a little bit, and it means just frickin' Google it. <laughs> and I, I've seen him use that on a, on a forum from time to time, um, and you know it's it's a it's a good acronym. Sometimes like we have the internet at our fingertips. If you most of us have it on our phones. If you can't take 13 seconds to type it into Google to search for it. Why are you spending the time to type it into Facebook or classified right. or whatever else? Right. Which re- which requires you to wait for a couple hours till the other person can finally respond. Right. Why don't we just type it into Google? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm actually I'm, getting. T- go ahead, please. No, I I had to go. I had nothing. Well, I actually am getting to the point where I don't want to hear from people that are not willing to read the care sheet. Like, right. I don't want to hear from people who are not willing to read whatever whatever is out there like even just the easy stuff I mean we're, we're nerds to the point where we're reading the, the scholarly journals that whatever's been written on the species we keep and we're reading it ten times over 
and we have to answer questions to people that just can honestly get their answers off the Wikipedia page. So it's just kind of like I don't know. It's kind of annoying. And then we. So you're Tony. You're then you're for you're for the industrial revolution. The robots. You want them to take our jobs. You don't want to have a job answering questions for people. No, because I don't get paid for answering questions for people. No, I, no. most people don't I, get paid to do what they love, Tony. Right. I just think that people should take a little more pride in it and should re like. I will say one thing for myself. When I was when I was less informed, and it's not like I'm the grand poobah of knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that much. But when I knew even less, I was very careful about the questions I asked, especially in public, because you you show all of your cards right there. So in a year, when you know more about the subject and you try to but you try to say but something, people are going to look at you as that guy who doesn't know anything. Because he was asking stupid questions in front of everyone. Who's gonna look at you like more. that? I I I make um, I I make uh, generalizations about people all the time based on what they show me. So you only have a small, and this is like a community. I know it's silly and it sounds clicky and everything else, but if somebody's asking me something like some really Googleable questions about a species that I care about. I'm probably not going to sell them one of my rare animals that I produce because I don't want them to go to someone who's not going to do the research. It, I don't care if someone's young or old or what. If they come and they're 16 years old and they're like, hey, I was reading so-and-so's article about this, that's the type of stuff that would impress me and make me want to have that person have a chance with the rare animal that I'm producing, if that makes sense. So... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Just it, think about as it. Long as, listen, it's you're 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 walking a thin line. As long as it's about the animal, it's about the like that. You know what I mean? I think that we get caught up in you know like oh this like it, it can be too if that's egotistical and you know the difference if it is or it isn't. I'm not saying that it is for either of you I'm, or or me. I'm just saying that in general we have to just as long as it's about the animal and not about our own like you know our own there stuff. Is, there is one exception. So like. If it's a species you want to keep and you're interested in that one species, then you should do the research. But if the question is basically, what do you keep and what do you recommend for where I live? or Because there's not really a lot written on that type of stuff, and that involves a lot of species, so it's a lot of research. Those questions I love to answer because it really can help someone. And I'll even ask those questions now. Like, ask someone in Pennsylvania how they keep three-toed box turtles because I'm wondering how they might do in Connecticut and then figuring out where the frost line is and you know one one place to the other and I can't keep eastern box turtles so it's really like the only box turtles I can keep that might be cold tolerant enough so that that sort of thing it's fine ask away but if it's just hey I keep this how should I take care of it it gets a little frustrating sometimes because that's right, so, so right, so I, I, Okay, I have, I have a, this is a perfect, I, I, this is a perfect example. Do you think it's something like, it's like um, a probationary period, like you have to come up with a certain amount of information yourself and then you can help, like then you can be yes. in the larger conversations with us, like the same way that like some tattoo artists yes. won't tattoo your hands if it's your first tattoo because you haven't, they'll be like, well, you haven't earned a, a hand tattoo to display to everyone. They want you to put it on your back first or whatever. That's just an example. But you think it's something like that? Like, okay, I'm going to respect you more when I know that you have done what I did and found it out myself to a certain point. That's exactly what I think, yeah. Okay. All this said, 
just you know one thing that you know I want to make sure it gets said here too. One of the reasons the tour room exists is for people to have a place to come, right. you know, and email and contact right. some experts in various different species. But at the at the same time, <laughs> uh, basics, real basic stuff like how do I set up a habitat for a red-eared slider? There's lots of places you can figure that out without wasting somebody else's time with that question. We love to to talk with people. Um, we've gotten con I got, recently got contact with somebody who was having a filtration issue. They did a DIY filtration thing, and so we're you know we've communicated trying to help them you know find the faults in their filtration, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a little more advanced of an issue as well. So it's it's actually kind of enjoyable to have those conversations. But we want to be there for people to come ask the questions. <clears throat> but it is true that. Uh, I believe everybody should respect other people's time and stuff. I mean, you want to be there for somebody, and we want to be others-focused, but the, everybody from both sides should be others-focused. Am I really getting, am I really, you know, making the best worth out of communicating with this person by asking them, does a red-eared slider need a basking area? I'm probably not using my own time wisely or the person I'm asking the questions to uh, time uh wisely either. I could get that answer a whole lot quicker by Googling it than I could by emailing somebody to get that answer. Makes sense. Gotcha. You know, that, that makes that makes total sense. I, I I think that's I think that's good and I, I'm I'm leaning towards valid. I'm leaning towards valid. <sighs> I'll go one. valid. I'll go valid. Here we go. All right. Moving on. Honestly I think that's that's those are that's a good, you know that's a good conversation to have uh, to have with ourselves, and I think I do take away that you know no one's going to be emailing me because no one does email me about this stuff. But whoever you know, if you have a question, don't feel like you can't ask it. Of course, of course, yeah, honestly. exactly. Number we, will, we would rather answer uh, a question than not answer a question overall. But if you're really dumb, we will make fun of you for asking that dumb question. And that's only, what, those are. This is what we, this is what we do. That's it. Only behind your back and on an right, occasional yeah. podcast. Yeah, never. No, never in a public forum like on Google. Um, never. Okay. Google <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Number five. Your animals have been kept in deplorable condition. I think that that's a pretty that's a pretty easy one. I don't even know if we have to defend that. Well, I will say though, I, I think this was the one that I thought of rehoming fees on. I this is a pet peeve of mine, and a lot of people will argue with me on this one. Rehoming fees really, really grind my gears because they it's an excuse to ask for money, in my opinion. I think again, if you just educate yourself a little bit as the seller, then um, you can ask a little more of the of the person who's going to adopt the animal, and you can tell if someone actually cares. The fact that they're willing to give you one hundred and fifty dollars does not is not the only determining factor whether or not they care. Right. I had a guy who offered me a bunch of money to get him some ready sliders for his pond. Oh, I, I don't care if they wander off. Whatever. They get hit by a car, whatever. He wanted to give me like $150 for 10 baby ready sliders. I could have got those for $10 for the whole bunch and then pocketed 140 but I won't do that. And just because he wanted to spend doesn't mean he was a good home for the animals. So... <laughs> But red-eared sliders, we we were fine with them getting hit by cars, though, right? They're, I mean, if they're in an invasive area, let's get let's make it happen. <laughs> I don't know. Something about it just doesn't feel right. But you're right. <laughs> you're right. 
You know, heading down the, the rehoming fee bunny, bunny trail just a little bit further, um, I feel like half the people ask rehoming fees so they can say they're trying to adopt the animal out instead of trying to sell the animal. Right. right. Let's call right. it what it is. If you're asking yeah. a rehoming fee, you're more or less selling the animal right. than you are just trying to get it a good home. More. So you're more That's trying to sell it than trying to get it a good home. Right, exactly. A lot of that is the Craigslist thing, though. You can't say for sale for a, for an animal. Right. You have to say rehoming fee. Right. right, it's kind of a wink-wink thing. Like, it's a rehoming. Yeah. Pyramided sulcata tortoise for rehoming, $800. All right, oh. back to the deplorable okay. conditions. I, I like part of the rest of Anthony's uh, little parenthetical that's in here, so I think we ought to make sure that's said. Yeah, let's make sure that's said. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> Anthony, quoting Anthony, picture tells a thousand words. Like a bunch of animals from different continents, comma, that are primarily acquired as imports, comma, being kept together. Now, the grammar is not that sound, but the point is extremely good. <laughs> my my email doesn't have autocorrect. I love the phrase, the phrase too, picture tells a thousand words. I feel like that's something that, like, like the you know like the, the old Italian guy at the at the restaurant will say that like he doesn't really speak good good English. Yeah, picture tells a thousand a... words. Such a stupid cliche. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, but, but, Tony, go, so, yeah, shoot. Well, yeah, I, I'm thinking of one um, at uh, at the Hamburg show. There was a crate with um, Forsten's tortoises, which are from Sulawesi, the fourth largest island in Indonesia. There were... Um, Cora uh, ambonensis, the... Um, Asian box turtle, um, which obviously is not from Indonesia, and then um, what else was in? Oh, I think redfoots too. Redfoots, yeah, yeah. South American. So all together in the same box. Those are all imports and all from different parts of the world. It's like the worst thing you could ever do. So um, well, how, in, in the progression of your of your your turtle keeping, when did you figure that out? Just out of curiosity. Pretty, uh, well, pretty quickly, I think. I mean, like, I wouldn't have known early on that the Forston tortoise was an import, but I might have guessed just because of the size of them. There was, like, a group of them. They were all big. They were kept with other inexpensive um, imports. So not they're the most expensive out of that group, but um, it's obvious where they came from um, if they're in with all those imports. Like, I knew at an early, I knew early on that, Russians, Redfoots, um, Asian box turtles were all imported quite often because that's how people get around the four-inch law. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I, I think that's a pretty obvious one. That's definitely a valid point. Um, if you're if if you can tell it by the by the pictures, then there's definitely a you know like who knows what else is, is going on. That's yeah, you can just obvious. see some... the thing that you're presenting as a someone trying to sell. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So move on. Number four. Is that good? Are we good with that one? Any other points? I'm good. Okay. Number four. Seller doesn't know species. So mm -hmm. this is like. If you're an example of, of this is what, Tone? Um, well, there's been a couple of like, specifics. Like um, 
I can think of one of the, the reptile pet stores that sells a lot online selling Gorzugai sliders. Um, that's referring that's to Sidemi's Gorzugai, which is a cooter, um, not a slider. So it's, it's not a big deal, but it's not a slider. It's just it's just lazy bush league, and I feel like it makes us all look bad. There was just one the other day that I put on there, too. Actually, I sent you guys the link. Um, oh, actually, that was from Ken Foose, who's a who's a, a very educated guy. He's um, I think he's got like a bachelor's in zoology. He runs a pet store. He writes for Reptile Magazine all the time. But he was selling crap. What was that one that he was selling? Do you guys remember? I sent you the link. Yeah, you said yellow-eared sliders. Oh, yellow-eared sliders, right? Right. Uh, Which, actually, they were Cumberland too. They weren't even they weren't even yellow yellow belly. They were Cumberland. Right. The no. third, but they were described <laughs> as a, basically but, a combination of yellow bellied and red eared. Right. Well, right. and this is this kind of gets into one of my pet peeves sometimes too. Is a lot of times on on Facebook will you know mention a, a species name you know scientific name instead of a common name, and then a bunch of people go, "Well, what's a common name?" Well, it depends on where you are. Sometimes there's three or four of them. Um, yeah. you know, if you want to be accurate. Use the species names because you know common names are what they are. People are going to call Cumberland's yellow-eared sliders occasionally because they're they have an ear similar to a red ear that's kind of yellow orangish instead of red. So, you know, it, then it gets confusing. People, oh, is it a yellow-bellied slider? Is it a red-eared slider? Is it a Cumberland slider? You know, it just kind of blends all three names together into one, and it's kind of a dirty kind of common name. I mean. Some of the some of the countries where red-eared sliders are invasive to, they're known as the green turtle because of how green their shell is as a hatchling. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so green turtle. Somebody might think you're talking about the green sea turtle. You know, uh, common names can be sloppy. Uh, Greek tortoises. We call them Greek tortoises, but if you go to Greece, the Greek tortoise is what we call a Herman's tortoise because that's the tortoise that's native to Greece. Right. Greek tortoises are called Greek tortoises because they look like Greek pottery, not because they're native to Greece. Mm -hmm. So common names can also be misleading. So especially if we're going to use species names, let's try to be accurate with them because they actually can be accurate. Right. And back to number whatever it was, if you don't know it, just copy and paste it into a Google browser and then you will know what it is accurately. All right, so here's here I, I I see both your points, and I'm gonna disagree. The reason that I disagree is I think that most people that have any casual interest are gonna have no idea about about the the scientific names. I oh, I, I absolutely totally. guarantee that it makes more sense that it's you more you more usable, and it's if you're being specific, then that's good. But I think that we can't look we can't look at it negatively that someone knows that. And I feel this specifically for me because I don't know many of the Latin names. I wish I knew more. I just don't. I don't have enough space in here. I, I'm for whatever reason I can't. I don't have the time to to study them, and memorize them all, and I don't work with them as often enough as like you guys do. So you guys know more. So I, you know, I hate look. I, I hate having like what you just said, Tony. I hate having to Google something. That I'm just trying to have a conversation with you or Steve or whoever. With you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it makes me feel dumb. Oh yeah, I get that. But like, if you're posting on uh, posting on a forum or Facebook, again, these the, the the lag here for somebody to reply, you could have figured out your answer right. a lot sooner 
if you took what they said and pasted it into Google. And one of the reasons why we try to use both is because we are trying to educate people. Part of our mission is education, so we use scientific names specifically so people can eventually make the connection from, hey, common name, you know, scientific name, and maybe learn something along the way. And so sometimes there is a purpose for just using the scientific name or connecting both is to try to encourage people to... See, I, that's what I think the best way is to put both. I think that's the... If you put both, then people will get the same, you know, hopefully we'll make the same connection and then no one feels, um, feels stupid or we don't want, you know, I don't want to feel stupider because I'm wicked smack. Let's not get off the point here. The point is people profiting off of animals that they can't identify. Yeah. Okay. So actually, this this brought, I, I, and you're right, and it's valid for that for that point. I understand that. I I disagree with the uh, the using of the name uh, issue, but not being able to identify and then selling it that does make a sense. Make uh, I see the issue with that. Um, there's another. Um, I have an article. Hold on one second. I'm gonna send it over to you, Steve. If you can post it up. Um, there's uh, a gentleman on Twitter named David Steen. He is a he's quoted as the best biologist on Twitter. And this article is from Slate.com. Uh, basically, what he does as you know, one of his things that he does on Twitter is people send him pictures of something that they're looking at live and say, "What kind of what kind of snake is this? Like, is this dangerous? Do I need it?" And he you know has his Twitter and he responds as soon as he can with the positive identification. I think it's really cool. And it's like there's um, an example right there. Are you guys seeing it? That's a really it? cool idea. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, it's up. It's up. Okay, because for whatever reason, Erica, for whatever reason, it my pre present to everyone button wasn't working. Oh, there's I an mean, advertisement I, on the I page. See. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is just... To, it was kind of just highlighting him on Twitter alongside Wild, uh, at alongside Wild. So I, I think you know I checked his stuff out today, and I think it's it's a really cool idea. And I think you know, guys, for us that might be a nice thing um, if we have to maybe we start our own Twitter or something and, and start doing that for uh, for turtles because I think he does mainly snakes. I think he's uh, that's his thing. So yeah, Steve, you know, can we do know. that for turtle identification? I'd love if people sent us pictures on Twitter or Facebook to identify their turtles because those are fun. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a cool idea. We enjoy that. We'll have yeah. to start a start a Twitter handle. We'll 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 get on that and let you guys know next and episode. That's not that's not easily Googleable either. Right. Um, yeah, you can go look at a bunch of pictures, but unless you're a trained eye and you really know what you're looking for, it right. can be really easy to confuse some things that are similar to one another. So right. which is which is why most of the people on Craigslist are selling something that's not. I, I'm someone was selling a a red eared a red eared Greek turtle the other day. Okay. Don't know where right. you got the Greek from, but um, so this we're... so that that's this is an example of how we can we're gonna take a a, a step and correct that uh, that that issue then. So if we have especially <laughs> now it's valid now because we had you could have used the Turtle Room Twitter to identify it, but you still identified it wrong. So changing the world one tweet at a time. Right. Listen, tweets are our world now, brother. So I'm gonna go follow him from our uh, organization Twitter account now. Beautiful. Good. So we can wow. steal all his ideas. <laughs> right. Well, oh, so I mean, we can know we're around. He's not a. You know, I don't think it's an idea. It's. I don't think he's a. He's making money off it. I think he's just doing a service. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you if he knows we're right around, there, we so. can. Uh, 
he could send turtle people to us or something. Yeah, exactly right. Ooh, sounds like a good way to steal his business. <laughs> He's only doing snakes, man. He's not only doing snakes. <laughs> Again, um, his, the guy's name oh. is David A. Steen, a wildlife ecologist, occasional contributor to Slate.com. Uh, his Twitter handle is alongsidewild.com, so check, check that out. Get him some free pub. Um, That's awesome. Moving That's on. Cool, John. Thank you. I think that that yeah that worked out well. I didn't. I forgot about that. I wasn't even planned uh, planning for that. Uh, all right. So number three, selling slash looking for animals that are illegal in that location. That one's self-explanatory. Right. And I just feel like I said that about two already, but this one actually is. Yeah, this so, one yeah. is more self-explanatory. But I, at the same time, though, we should we should be willing to do things that are a little more dangerous for the the point of conservation. Should we not? Shouldn't we be a little be a little more committed than worrying about some silly state law? Keep talking like that, and if the DEEP <laughs> doesn't come get you, I'm going to kick you off this broadcast. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I'll call it valid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's it's just stupid. You you have to work within the law, otherwise it'll catch up to you, up with you. Right, and a all, lot of people. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, all the people that we disdain are people that are you know could probably justify what they're doing with some you know some sort of justification like that. Like, well, I'm I'm going out. You know, I'm going outside. I'm thinking outside the box to make it something. You know what I mean? Like the way that like drug dealers, um, they like justify what they're doing because like Pablo Escobar bought like you know founded a bunch of hospitals in Colombia because he you know what I mean? He's like, oh no, I'm a philanthropist. No, you're a murdering drug dealer. So it's the same, same kind of idea, right? A little, little slightly mm, different. Yeah, I don't know if people or even animals are dying because of it, but. You just have to do it because otherwise it'll catch up to you and the laws exist for a reason. So like for instance, I, I won't be able to keep spotted turtles soon because they're going to be protected here in my native Oops. Connecticut. Yeah. Right. And um, uh, that I would happily give them up if it meant that <laughs> people could be prosecuted in the state for taking them from the wild. So, right. you know, it's just, it's realizing that it would suck for me and I could do some good for the species, but I'll leave it up to someone else who legally can do so. Right. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, that's, I think that's good. We'll call it valid. So there's only two that are not unvalid so far, is that right? In your opinion, yeah. I think all right. ten are valid. I, I think, think we did, I think we, I know, but my opinion is one that matters. I think we did pretty good. I'm the host. <laughs> uh, all right, number two. Are you? <laughs> We established that at the beginning of the broadcast. Um, well, that's before Steve first, made a vote. <laughs> you, you, have I been on double secret probation this whole time? We're texting each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, number two. The second most... Uh, second, sorry, biggest blunder. For, quote, in quotation marks, first dollar amount offer gets it. Mm. Mm. Now this I think is definitely deplorable. You are <laughs> you are selling out the you're selling the wildlife out from underneath us, sir. And you are doing it intentionally just to make your own profit. Yeah. First whatever gets it. They do it all the time. I see it all the time. It's not even that big of a deal. People it's not like people are in uproar about it, but it's just if you really stop and think about it, what the hell are you doing? Like what are you in right. for? Right. Well, not yeah, not for helping. I mean, 
you're in for so, for your own. What's the excuse? Good. Oh, I had something come up in my life, and I had to get rid of my animals. Well, screw you then, because you have turtles, and they live for a hundred years. So that's not a good excuse. Right, and turtles are more important than your life, bro. They are. Wow. How many, billion, how many billion? How many billion people are there in the world? This. How many billion people are there in the world? You don't matter, John. I know. Turtles matter. It's very true. I mean, well, there's only four of them. Right. The Yangtze River's like, somebody should, if there was a way, wait a minute. I'm going to kill myself for the Yangtze giant soft shells in protest. That would be awesome. Would that be, is like, that's, would that you, would, would people like listen if, you know how like the, they have the, uh, the monk that's, that's got the famous picture of him burning, he killed himself in the, uh, on the runway. You know what I'm talking about? No. This this conversation took a turn. <laughs> Steve, Google burning Buddhist monk. No, he won't do it. He I'm saying this it. is a very famous picture. Look at his face. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to trust me. This is going to come full circle. Classic. Don't do it. We don't need to see that crap. Yeah, it's a, it's a it is a pro it's a protest thing. We got time, and then you know, John, who's already got priors, is not looking that up on his computer. He's gonna have Steve, our choir boy, no, do it. I can. I'll send you the link right now. Um, are you talking about the poster? Huh? Are you talking about the Buddhist monk poster? Yeah. Sounds inappropriate. I'm telling you, it is. There's a. There's a poster of an actual person actually dying. Yeah, he he did it. He did it. He laid down in the street and set himself on fire in protest. I'm 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 upset that you don't that you don't know because obviously then it means he didn't uh, he didn't really reach everybody. There it is. <clears throat> There's a picture of that poster that John's yes. referring to. Yes, yes. I'm still not sure why it's relevant, but so here I'm going to do that for the giant soft shell turtles, and then there'll be a famous picture of me burning with like a turtle mask on or something. I see. Probably not worth <laughs> the whole effort to do that, but whatever. I'm, I mean, we, sometimes we got to take swings here. Um, okay. So valid. Anyway. First dollar, first dollar sign gets it. I'm, I'm, we're, we're gonna protest now, um, just based on uh, having this podcast. Uh, and the last one. Do we have pictures of these that we can show, Steve? Pictures of what? No, I don't think so. Can we? Pictures can we? Of... The last, the the last one. I don't want to say it without. I mean, number Type one. It. Oh. Type it. Oh, okay. Um, do you, did you get it? Did you get my, my message? Um, yeah. okay. So number one, profiting off of genetic defects, i.e. your mohawk sliders, your two headed turtles that are not going to live. Yeah. Right, and I, we, I didn't want to put more there's a mohawk slider. I had no idea what it was myself, by the way. That is a pretty bizarre genetic defect. That um, one's not even necessarily yeah, as bad. Yeah, I thought it was when they have to, when it's two of them. No, no, no. The the mohawk had go. a bit of plastering on the top. Like, right. like the, the, the mohawk yellow-bellied slider. Do you see the one to the left? Like yeah. one of those turtles is like uh, both of them. I mean, they're absolutely 
warped. Steve, say something so that it shows it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we're having more technical difficulties. It won't present to everyone unless I'm sitting here talking. So I'm going to talk. Here's our Siamese Mohawk yellow-bellied sliders. This one looks really messed up. Exactly. So that's uh, plastron on the top. That's the only difference. Still, chances of survival, I imagine, are not that great. Both of them, actually. The one on the right has a smaller... One of the heads is smaller. And, oh, yeah. Um, and the other, I mean, neither of those, if anything, the one on the right would survive, but I, I bet that neither of them would. <laughs> so those will go for big money, and then they would die. But there's ones that are even worse, like things that you would never even want, but somebody was selling them uh, a couple months ago, like freak sliders, and they were just regular radio sliders that were just deformed. It was just like... $200 a piece. Like, I don't want a regular red ear slider. I definitely don't want a special needs red ear slider. These animals shouldn't even exist. They exist for our amusement. So what do you do with one? What do you do with them if one hatches? Why would you, you even be hatching red ear sliders? Why even hatch yeah. red ear sliders? But if, right. if a normal well, animal... If it was something else, then, you know, if it survives, then you try to find it a good home. And a lot of people will do that. They'll say, you know, there's a run to the litter. You can have, if you buy these three, then I'll give you the run and you can try it, you know. Right. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you don't sell the run for five times as much because it has a, it has no eyes. Right. That's the one that people do all the time, an animal that's born with no eyes. So it's, about it the, so it's about the, the profiting off the defective animal. It's right, about, and, and, and morphs don't fit into this. Morphs is a big right. piece of this, but that's a genetic mutation as well, but it's, it's mostly visual. But they have survival rates. They have higher survival rates, It's obviously. Well, in captivity, yeah, but it's mostly, it's mostly visual. It's not just visual, but it's mostly visual, and right. you know, people breed those on purpose, and there's a really big market for them, and they're basically bred just to be pets, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, so you think that that is... Well in the wild. You think that is the worst of the ten? I personally do think that that's the worst, yeah. Okay. I think that if you're the type of person who is taking the, the deformed animal that has less of a chance of surviving and is playing it up like this is a really awesome animal, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. And it's just gross. That's my opinion. This is all based on opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. So that's your, that's your number, our number one reason or biggest blunder. Um, we have a couple other, um, a couple other quick ones that we want to just go over, and I think that's gonna, we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be uh, wrapping them, wrapping up the episode here. Um, so here's another, here's another side pet peeve. Not knowing the species subspecies. There's a lot of this going on. Quote unquote three turtle box turtle for sale. It's an ornate buddy. Go back to playing with puppies. That's such a great that's a great line. Um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know how, how much of a, how important is that to you guys? Do you think that that's a, a really a really big issue, the subspecies issue? Well, it's not it's species or subspecies. It's, it's what we already talked about. It's just knowing what the animal is. Right. Like, don't sell it as something that it's not. You're asking for money for something you know nothing about. If you don't know what species it is, then you obviously don't know how to take care of it. Because right. taking care of one species is not like taking care of another. Well, then how, how, specific, how specific does that get if, it is, if it's the subspecies is wrong? Like you said, like it's a three-toed box turtle or it's an eight. 
how much how much does it matter? That's different. How much does it matter if it's a, just if it's a subspecies of the specific? Those are different. Those are different species, aren't they, Steve? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not subspecies. Yeah, they're not even species, different subspecies. Right. Ornate and three-toed are different species. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. If it's that is different, I'm saying what if it's uh, like a, a different like from a different area, um, you know? So it's a it's a subspecies of. It may not matter that much for the animal. But it matters for, I mean, if, if you have an animal that is obviously not what you're selling it as, then I think it's an indication of your overall knowledge of the animal and what you're doing. I can't imagine you have the best situation. And, of course, it's just an assumption, but that's all you have to go on when you're buying something from someone. Right. If I'm going to the Mazda dealership because I really love Mazdas and all the guy's talking about is Toyotas because that's all he knows about or what he thinks it is. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm not buying a Mazda from a guy who only knows about Toyotas and thinks this is a Toyota. Right. But, like, everything you say is invalid to me right now. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Good. I like that one. Um, now, next quick one. Lack of info or too short of an ad, which is a, a perfect example. Greek tortoise. Female, five inches, one fifty. Thanks. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be a little bit better of a salesman here. Clearly, clearly, one of this poster's um, leadership skills is not woo. He can't really make something sound nice and convince right. people to buy it. <laughs> I, you know, I think that we can. Are we gonna? We like to share who this poster is. Is that? Are we doing that? I have no. It's it's vague. I have no idea. I haven't seen the ad myself. No, he's oh, talking the, about oh, the ad. I mean, yeah, who these these are these are quotes from someone that is uh, that that was commenting on what their pet peeve were. So right. that was written out. That was I don't know if that's an actual thing or just an, uh, or just a brilliant writing example from. Um, it's probably an actual thing and and a brilliant writing thing. Okay, fair enough. One one and two are the same. Okay, so third one. Sorry, no individual photos. I don't have the time. Okay, then I don't have the time to reply to your ad, you lazy jack. Boop. <laughs> That's thanks for the uh, thanks for the beep. We like to keep it uh, PG here. Yeah, no. We listen. I'm surprised I haven't started working in the bleeps yet. That was that was the most necessary one though so far. I think. Um, that's a that's a pretty obvious one. I mean, if you don't have the time to put up a photo or take a photo and upload it, then you obviously I mean, we probably should buy it because the animal needs to be out of that person's care as soon as possible. If you don't have the time to take a lousy picture on your iPhone, that's a really common one, though. It's just it's funny to hear to hear it from someone else because we've seen it so many times. Right. Really funny. Um, last one. Uh. LTC or CB Eastern Box Turtle Adults for Sale. Available, $250 each. High color, high color, high color. <laughs> um, says, yeah, so you're from North Carolina. It's April. The one on the right in the pic is missing its front legs, and they're about as high colored as my big toe without a tan. Shut up and take your ad down, please. It's embarrassing. Exactly. Um, this is the yeah. stuff I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Right. So basically... A lot of wild-caught box turtles are sold um, are sold every spring, and that's if you look at the box turtle um, classified page on kingsnake.com, it is absurd. Right, it's just full of eastern box turtles. Big groups like that, they're obviously poached. It's just disgusting, but 
Everything is a screamer. Screamer, EBT male. Screamer. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's just... I would just like to say that if you enjoyed... Um, enjoyed any of those comments that you'll probably will enjoy the website uh, of our sponsor today, GardenStateTortoises.com. Uh, maybe, maybe check it out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's no affiliation there. I, maybe there is. I don't know. Um, do we want to, so that wraps up our, our top 10. Do we want to talk about anything else here, guys? I don't want to go. Yeah, well, we have to go. <laughs> what are we? Unfortunately. Um, there's a. I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do. I have three things that I, I'm just gonna read you headlines. I'm not gonna actually talk, talk about articles, but there's a couple that I think are really important. So if you want to Google them yourselves, then you should you should do that, and then we can people, get out of here. Is that cool? People don't want to use Google. <laughs> if we've established anything, you're probably right. John doesn't use Google. John hates um, using Google. He hates copy and pasting into Google. <laughs> You're, you know, I, I do though. All right, here's here's the here's the um, here's the articles. Uh, white awash, a ten thousand year old Antarctic ice shelf is entering its final act. Final act on that's on onearth.org. Um, on this one, I'm not sure what this what this website is, but I just saw the the, the article and I like it. Could cocaine eating caterpillars replace herbicides in Colombia? Um, that is on the ChristianScienceMonitor.com, csmonitor.com. I don't know about how reputable that site is. Um, on Earth is pretty good. Um, Scientific American, uh, the headline, Mysterious Disease Threatens Australian Turtle with Immediate Extinction. That's about the, uh, the Bellinger mm -hmm. River Snapping Turtle, which if you get our, uh, our daily um, news reports uh, from the turtleroom.com, that was we addressed that. Um, TheGuardian.com has an article, China agrees to phase out its ivory industry to combat elephant poaching. Mm. I think that's a really big one. Um, huge, huge step. Uh, and TheGuardian.com, as poaching heats up, conservationists advocate sending South African rhinos to Texas. So, um, you know, check out any and all of those articles. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. We do not have time to discuss it, and it will not be as relevant by next month. So um, That's pretty cool, though. Check those out. Those are all pretty good, you know. For any of you that are looking to find your own, uh, you know, news on, you know, nature and environmental issues, those are all pretty decent sites. Um, and if there's a site that we didn't mention that you, you go to that you, helps you with that, then uh, let us know about that too. Um, all right. Well, and you guys have anything else to, before we wrap up here? Um, we did have a couple comments that are <clears throat> kind of connect to one of our discussions that might be worth mentioning. Um, Let's do it. In fact, one of our uh, educational resource developers, um, Kevin Labiel, uh, says one of the advantages to using scientific names is you can actually communicate accurately with, um, with international yes. folks because yes. um, the international turtle community relies more on scientific names and, uh, in, and they might have different common names. Another... Um, Another viewer slash follower from uh, Spain. 
Sorry. from Spain, uh, Juan. He says, here in Spain, Greek tortoises are called what translates to English as Moorish tortoises. So it confuses Ooh. him a lot when he hears Greek tortoises in English because it doesn't right, connect right. to what he knows as okay. that animal. That's interesting See? because the, the Moors, they, this in Spain, they, everything that was about the Moors. So it, I wonder if that had to do, why they call them that, if it had to do with just like a, a specific area or if it has to do with uh, Moorish art the same way that Greeks are. Yeah. Like that's interesting. See, that's what I think that that's really cool. Like I would love to know what they're calling in every part of the world. I think that that's as cool or interesting as knowing the scientific name too. Um, just because like in, know, in China, spotted turtles are called starry night turtles. Right. Like that's really cool to me. That's really cool. So. Um, but but not in they don't call them starry night turtles in in English. <laughs> right. They don't use English. Right. Well, they, some do. They speak Chinese. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. I think that, I'm saying. I think that that's interesting. So one. I don't know. We're we're, we're we remain un undissolved or un, undecided on that argument amongst us. Uh, any more comments? No. That's pretty much it for tonight. Does Kevin Labile have anything else he wants to say to me? Cause say it now, Labile. Be a man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was written 19 minutes ago, so I'm not even sure if he's still necessarily listening. Uh, yet, okay. He's he, away. he likes us. He likes he does. us. He's um, good we, and we like you, Kevin. Don't. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so we're going to sign off then. Kevin, Kevin, I like you more than my best friend. I'm his best friend. So Kevin's my best friend. Hurts. Kevin is? We've been texting all week. I bet you have. You're you a real. You're, you know what? About. Of all the low blows, that's you're gonna you're gonna do that to me on 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 national Google. <laughs> the hell with you and the hell with this podcast. I quit. Um, international, international, which you would appreciate if you knew the scientific point. names of animals. Right. I I would rather know the Moorish tort. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, this is for, for Steve and Tony. I'm John, and we've all been breathing out of our butts for this episode of the podcast. Good night. <laughs>